Welcome to the fucking show. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another great episode of Only Bruins, where we will be talking about your first place, Boston Bruins, baby. I am one half of your host today, Downtown Boosie. What up, what up? And this episode is brought to you by the one and only Primetime Productions. Go give them a follow. Go check out the website. Everything is in the show description that you need to know. We got a fun, loaded episode for you. We actually have more than one game to talk about, which is a nice change for us because the way the scheduling has been has been horrendous for us big-time podcasters. We got to pump our own tires time to time, huh? But got to shoot it over to my brother from another mother. That Muzzy's looking great. What up, Brett? Not much, dude. Not much. Just chilling. Uh, yeah, like you said, we actually get to talk about some games this week, which is... Probably a good change for everyone since we went back-to-back Brett's Bruins trip uh, podcast, so <laughs> we'll actually get to talk some puck this time, and um, yeah, not much. Just started my new job, so things have been a little hectic, but other than That's that... That's always stressful, man. Oh, yeah. It's it's just like lots of like... Because it's a remote job, so yeah, it's like lots of meetings and like, you know, all those like... Um, survey style questions when you start a job yeah. so i gotta do like all those on my own but today i actually got to like hop in photoshop and illustrator so it was good um the people i work with are good so far so we'll see how it goes i'm enjoying it it's the first time i've done a job like this so um yeah it's exciting but enough about my bullshit let's get to the bruins I mean, it's nice, though, before we shoot it over to that. I, I also have one thing I do want to mention for myself, too, but you're kind of venturing into something that's been one of your strengths for so many years. And, like, obviously you were, I mean, without giving too much detail, you were doing a completely different job for however many years before mm-hmm. this. This is essentially what you went to school with for, to, for as well. And, I mean, yeah. everyone has seen your work online, too, so you've crushed it and Oh yeah, I'd like to talk about something real quick oh. now that you mentioned it because yeah. oh. <laughs> I've reached out to the PWHL myself and like I hate to harp on people when they're down because that league is down bad right now and not in any way, shape or form that I think the product will be on the ice. I just mean this marketing and um, design that they've come up with for this inaugural season is just to be honest, it's just kind of disappointing. So I've reached out to them. If anybody <laughs> attached to the league uh, listens <laughs> to this podcast, I'm not trying to be a dick about anything. I just personally think I could help your team out, and I just want to see the product on the ice look as good as it, the product is going to be, I guess, if that makes sense. I said that backwards. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just would like to see the – 
I don't know. I just thought the designs for that for those jerseys were really really lackluster. And I get like they don't have a lot of money and stuff. And I, I'm not looking for money. I just want to help this league. Like I said, yeah. like look as good as the product's going to be on the ice. So if anyone does listen <laughs> to this podcast, just let let them know your boy uh, Brad Howard's looking uh, to help the league out if he can. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is definitely something they don't want to fumble. They've already kind of fumbled it. Hopefully, it's not too late for them to come back from because. Uh, this is huge for the ladies and well deserving as well. So they they deserve better jerseys, that's for sure. I mean, they legit hit copy and paste on every single city uh, yeah. for their jerseys. So, Dude, the, um, the funny part too is that they don't even have to go the designs I went with. I was just trying to show that I could help in any way possible. But the funniest thing about the designs they went with is I was gonna go with a diagonal down Boston jersey. Kind of like yep. the Rangers, oh, I like saw what they, yeah, yeah, what they went with, and I was like, man, this looks so bad, and I bounced it off a couple of my, uh, my, my insiders that I bounced my design shit off, and they were like, yeah, don't do that, that doesn't look good, and it just so happens every single jersey they made had that, so, um, <laughs> like I said, I just, I just want the product on the ice to look as good as the players are going to be performing and like you said like another thing that i noticed that was kind of crummy is you can you can reserve season tickets but they have no idea where the teams are playing yet it's like well yeah what are we hand a tweet about that earlier today yeah i just i don't know i just find that kind of backwards but you know like like we were just saying like it's great for the women i'm glad they finally have a league that seems seems like it's going to be legitimate and you know like a lot of people are backing and behind um but like so far a couple fumbles in my opinion yeah i mean hopefully they can get back on their feet and kind of fix what's already broken from Mm -hmm. their own doing but i guess time will tell the product's gonna be great we know that yeah oh yeah i mean like women's hockey's electric yeah but doesn't boston have hillary knight yeah yeah Um, I'm 90% positive. I, I know I, I know that the, like I haven't been paying attention like who's on whose roster yet other than like the I think every team got to pick like three get got to have three free agent signings before the draft happened. Yeah. And like I don't know every names player on every team yet because the season doesn't start till January I don't think. So like I've been giving myself some time to like I don't even know who's on every NHL team right now. So yeah and I I'm a weirdo and I like to know that stuff. So I'm yeah. uh, I'm excited for this league to start gearing up, and I I you know it's going to be a great product on the ice. So I'm excited to see what they can uh, what they can put out, and especially like I don't I don't know, this is I don't even know to this extent like I don't know if they have TV deals or whatnot yet, but like it's going to be exciting to see like this hockey if they do it that WNBA style, like hopefully on ESPN two or like you know somewhere that fans are able to uh, easily access. Um, uh, on their television or their yeah. favorite streaming providers. I I could be wrong. I think it's going to be on ESPN Plus, but I again the Plus, I yeah, sorry. I was uh, it up. I know it, at times in the last league uh there were uh I I, I could I could be wrong there, but I'm almost positive and um one thing as well before we move on from this is that they're they're not going to be having a uh a commissioner Really? Yeah, they'll be going into the league with no commissioner. Is Uh, it like a board? I'm not sure. That's all I saw was like a Twitter. Yeah, it has to be because all all I really saw was a tweet, uh, just a tweet saying like they're probably going to go with no commissioner. Uh, they don't see 
them having a commissioner in the foreseeable future. And that's all I really read. I didn't read too much into it. Uh, yesterday mm-hmm. was Bruins game day, so I was kind of like all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see how that works. It, it could be interesting. Who knows? Maybe if it works out well, we can go without a commissioner. And I know um, in the beginning they weren't going to go with a Boston team for whatever reason. I know the Pride won like four out of the six championships that were in the NWHL or something crazy and like that. Pulled out every fucking game. <laughs> yeah, and I hear that they're moving the team out of Boston. Like I think they're moving it near where we went to go see the college game somewhere up that where way. Be playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which or is no. like it's not I, that far of a drive from where you were, right? Like that's not too too bad, but it's, it's just still, don't make them the Boston. Yeah, know what they're they're gonna. Names. Yeah, I'm so glad that it sounds like they're scrapping the names that they originally went with, which were like I think three of them were sounds. Like one was Sound Alert and like Wave or something like that, and then the <laughs> other ones were like Torch, Wicked, and like Elite or I don't even know yeah. Superior. Minnesota's was Superior, but yeah, those good. needed change it. Those need to be changed immediately. Yeah, they, they still have a lot of work to do before the season kicks off, whenever but, that is. Yeah, I the one thing I will say is the six, like the original six, I guess we'll call them teams that they went with: New York, Boston, Minnesota, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal. I think those are really good spots to grow this game initially. Right, I know I people agree. were upset with like Connecticut because they did well in the league, and like um, I forget who else got snubbed as a city but you know they're gonna expand when they have the chance to buffalo that's who it was yeah and like you know they're gonna expand when they have the chance to but to be honest when i think about those six locations i think they are the biggest spots in each country and make the most sense geographically geographically right yeah (laughs) yeah Look at me pulling out some smart words. We said we weren't going to swear as much because we want to start posting clips <laughs> and every single clip we had that we generated at the fuck was every other word. So yeah, <laughs> we're trying to tone yeah. it back a little bit. <laughs> and uh, no, I, I love that there's going to be three Canadian teams too. So mm-hmm. that that's, that's good for the league. That's Cause I'll get to spot. see Boston and Toronto until I moved down there. Right. Like, which is kind of hype. Cause like yeah. I was, it was hard to go to, Toronto Sixes games like they didn't play the Pride a lot, so it'll be nice to get down there and actually have a regular mm-hmm. season. Like I'll go to the first game Boston's in Toronto this year because why the fuck not, right? Yeah, absolutely, dude. So it'll be a good product on the ice at least. The jerseys might not be, but the product the they players, aren't horrible. Uh, they just could be better. That's yeah, I think no, the color schemes look a little better one like when they're on the women, but the 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 product itself just on the there's, on the jerseys. there's a lot of room for improvement let's put it that mm. way and they got lots of room to grow only up from here right same thing we say about ptp yep exactly to the moon for that league right yep all right so we do have a loaded episode with you that was kind of like a nice surprise though but uh before mm. we get into any bruins talk i do i i haven't brought it up yet because i don't want to shove it down your guys's throat so obviously Movember is happening. You guys, I mean, you can see the stash. You guys uh, who are active on Twitter um, know all about my Movember movement. I'm surprised it's the first time I'm bringing it up. But I every year I, I push for Movember, obviously. Uh, some of you, a lot of you, most of you, if not all, probably know that I lost my dad coming up on four years ago. It'll be four years in January to an eight-year battle of stage four prostate cancer. 
And uh, every year, in I mean, in memory of my dad, I was doing it when he was still alive too. I look to raise uh, money. I partner with Movember, and I look to raise money. Stop fucking texting me. <laughs> I look to I look to raise money for a great cause for men's mental health, prostate awareness, and men. And the, as you can see, Brett, hopefully maybe we yep. can get a clip of this. Um, they sent me a sweet hat. I got a Movember hat and uh, rocking the stash. I'm actually at my goal this year was at 25 was 2500 because of a lot of you awesome folks on Twitter, uh, the hockey community that the beer like between the beer league and everything and just you guys in general. I I'm already at $2,460, um, $40 away from my goal. I will be bumping it up to 3,100. Yes. I'm getting greedy because last year I didn't want to be greedy because last year I, I, I reached 3000. Um, we're halfway through it now. I'm already basically at my goal. So why not shoot for the stars, baby? And let's try to beat last year's record. Um, and again, without the team, Without the teammates at, from PTP, without this Bruins community, without the beer league that I play in, uh, none of this would be possible without you guys. I mean, you guys are just fucking way too generous to me, man. You guys treat me so well. And I I can't be thankful enough for you guys and everything you've done for me. Uh, the Bruins community, everyone on there. Uh, you guys have been great with whether it's sharing, donating, both, whatever. It's truly awesome of you guys because i'm sure i mean i'm a stranger to a lot of you guys i mean a lot of you guys have never even met me in person you guys never knew my dad uh never and even same thing with um my everyone in my beer league uh i have great support over there i have great support from the bruins community and it's very nice to see it's it's definitely emotional because it's i mean Fuck, man, I, I would have never imagined in a million years to raise this much. I think when I first started, my goal was like $200. I crushed that. So then the next year I raised it to 500 and <clears throat> we're all the way up to 2,500 now. And we even reached 300 last year. I mean, fuck, like funny story. These uh, these brothers, the Cardonis, Nick and Cam Cardoni, um, even their goaltender at the time dave who ended up being my goaltender in the summer league and we ended up winning it all with him beating the cart well we beat them in the playoffs the cardone so it's kind of funny full circle how it worked out but uh when they first joined the league i did not like the cardones at all we got into it a little <laughs> bit on the ice uh, a little bit back and forth probably the first season or two <laughs> and then we just realized we're all being kind of morons we uh you know, everyone in this beer league, and I will vouch for this beer league. Uh, it's one of the best leagues I've ever played in the Blackstone Valley Hockey League. Um, it's run by Power. Well, it's partnered with Power Play Hockey. Our boy Buds and my buddy Maddie uh, run the league. They help out with it. They do a great fucking job. And everyone's friends in the league. And we always have beers. I mean, that's basically where the cast gas has been invented <laughs> and distributed left and right. Uh, so over some Heineken Silvers talking to the Cardonis after one of the games, we were like, all right, well, well, you're actually a good dude. And then they're saying, and, uh, I'm saying the same about them. They're actually great guys. I've become friends with the, I became friendly with them and, uh, never in a million years would I have pictured that <laughs> just based off like the first season or two and just chilling last night, um, on the couch, watching the Bruins, 
I get an alert that like even someone like them, um, they call their team the top titty teal boys because their color <laughs> was teal. So, uh, and they uh, they just randomly donated. I don't even know where the five dollars came from, but five hundred and five dollars uh, between Jesus. the brothers, my buddy Dave uh, and some others from that team too contributed. And it's just funny how it works, because I would have never pictured that happening because I mean. There was a time when we <laughs> did not like each other at <laughs> all. And it's just, it goes to show like how great hockey players can be on and off the ice. Uh, you can settle your battles on the ice, have a beer after, kind of like that old school mentality. I mean, I don't know if you listen to Spin Chicklets this week, but even like Aaron Asham kind of brought it up like, deal with your business on the ice, have, have some beers after. And that's essentially how it was. And um, happy to call them friends. Very, honored blessed everything for that what they did uh but not just them everyone else i mean i'm not going to go down the list i know i've rumbled uh mumbled on long long enough just uh like that really surprised me and just kind of goes to show again how great the hockey community is bruins beer league whatever team you cheer for it's awesome. And there's, I, I, I mean, I see it guys. I'll, there's been a lot of you folks from the Twitter world, from the Bruins community that have donated, shared everything. I, I see it all. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for everything. And I'm going to put the link in the show description too. So we can reach 3,100. I'll put a tweet out. I mean, we're, we're also recording once night night early cause I'm busy Thursday, uh, but we'll put, we'll put a tweet out too. And um, just, Thank you guys. And also mention that we're bumping the goal up. And uh, again, none of this would be possible without any of you guys from the Bruins community to my beer league, everything. I've made some awesome friendships. Obviously, I mean, I met you, everyone yeah. else, Bobby. I mean, I've I just I've met some awesome friends and I, the list goes on and on. So, again, I'd like I, I can't even find the words to thank you guys and tell you guys how much i appreciate it because i i really do and it means a lot to me and um just thank you guys and hopefully we can reach the, the new goal of 3100 dollars, baby yeah let's go dude this is it's a fucking great cause for you you know great cause for people around the world so <clears throat> i'm so happy to be a part of this with you you know getting to know you over the years and the stories you told me about your dad so it, it's just awesome to show that our community is this awesome and um you know, guys, just keep donating and help as much as you can if you can. You know, uh, even just kind words to Busa. I know that that uh, really shares a special place in his heart. So uh, we're glad to see that we can get it up here and let's keep going, baby. Exactly. And even the people have reached out in the DMs and just basically wanted to thank me for raising awareness or doing this or just showing support in any any in any way it's it's meant a lot those dms are much appreciated luckily i've been able to get back to all of you guys and it it, it really does mean a lot i know i sound like a broken record now but i can't i can't say it enough but <laughs> to 3100 baby i guess Let's we can go. call that but thank you guys uh, i'll bring it up next week again too and if if uh if you're just a listener who's not on twitter the, it will be in the show description too so uh the link and stuff to donate again thank you guys thank you to buds and maddie and everyone at blackstone valley hockey league who have already donated and um yeah looking for uh looking forward to trying to reach this goal and everything you guys have done again thank you that's enough i've 
sound like a broken record. We got Boston Bruins hockey, your first place, Boston Bruins hockey to talk about. Let's go. And we got three games to talk about, baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll start. We'll go in order. We'll start with the uh, with the Islanders. Uh, not much to say about that game other than Charlie Coyle's first career hat trick. I was shocked to hell have yeah. That. I mean, I, I was shocked by snaps really for C's, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, man, awesome, awesome game from him. My favorite was when he did get that hat trick, and he didn't want to shoot the puck. Yeah. He, Passed it to pasta. Pasta was saying, "Pasta was like, yeah, <laughs> keep the fucking puck. Don't pass it to me." And what does he do? He passes it to pasta. Pasta puts it right on his stick for the empty net goal to complete his first career hat trick. That's the biggest takeaway from that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind I mean, of a boring game, otherwise. Yeah, I was gonna say this isn't really a takeaway. It's kind of an old take and uh, just boring hockey i the islanders are so fucking boring to watch that that's why they'll never go far i just they'll never be capable of a a legitimate run i know they went on like a decent little run a few years ago maybe it was like covid year or something like that i forget when it was but i just they don't that system everything it's just not sustainable for a playoff run a deep playoff run at least they play old school hockey that like yeah, their team's built for the playoffs, but like it's almost like can you get there and then sustain it once you get there? You know what I mean? Because like you you ride your goalies all season long, which something we're like we'll probably talk about later because like we're we're essentially doing with the Bruins right now. Um, but you know they ride their goalies so hard all season long, they grind out games, and then it's like, are you healthy enough to go on that the run we're talking about that they went on against? Who was it? Tampa. Or no, they they went to Eastern Conference Finals. They were went to Game they Seven beat against Carolina, right? Yeah, they went to Tampa. Or no, no. Oh, Game Seven against Tampa. Yes. Yeah, yeah, in the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. Yeah, so like you'll see runs like that every so often, but like it's hard for teams to like sustain that. Like look at Florida last year. Like they 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 ran out of steam in the finals and Vegas just completely walked all over them. So yeah, very boring hockey to watch. Um, I don't like, I've never liked the Islanders, so I don't even care to say that. It's just, it's a boring style of hockey. Lou Lamorello's put together a garbage team and mm-hmm. yeah, there's not much more you can say, but I mean, like, it's a team. they rely Sorry, on their goalies and we've scored five on Sorokin. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're, they're, they're yeah, four. exactly. Well, that's two things here. They're a team that started off hot and they've, I mean, there's in second to last place in the Metropolitan with 13 points right now. Um, looking at it right now, they've only scored 33 goals for 44 against. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 a problem because they're a team that kind of builds from the net out, kind of like how the Bruins do so. But obviously, I mean, we can also get into the stat later, too, about Monty's record since taking over for the Bruins, yeah. which is fucking absurd. I think it's. Mm-hmm. 77 13 and 7 i believe yeah he's on a point eight eight one, like winning percentage which is unheard of fucking bananas but the islanders man if you're gonna build from the net out you gotta make sure you have decent product in front of your goaltenders you can ride Mm. your two goaltenders all season long and say they're and you guys can keep lying to yourself saying your duo is better than our duo which we obviously all know that's a bunch of fucking horse cock and mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, I said I was <laughs> better, and I'm saying horse talk now. <laughs> but, 
right, we're back, baby. But real, it, real it's, back. it's not sustainable, man. Yeah, like you make a trade for Bo Horvat last year, who's who's really not that guy. I mean, Barzell's a hell of a player. I like what he has to offer, but he's a streaky player too. He he tends yeah. to disappear at times. And I get Horvath, it's so funny, dude. Real quick about Barzell. I guaranteed if he was on the Bruins, the Bruins fan base would have wanted him traded by now. He's not, he's like in Bruins' eyes, he'd be soft player. He's streaky yeah. like DeBrus. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's very funny that everyone's like, oh, the Barzell over DeBrus is like they're the same fucking player. At least DeBrus plays defense. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I That one has always puzzled me. Like, yeah, obviously Barzell over Seneshin, but, like, to say over DeBrusque, yeah. I just I don't see it. Hey, and, I mean, DeBrusque has been nothing special so far this season, but he no. hasn't been a total liability yet. He's been great yeah. defensively and good for yeah. Patra. Yeah, and I it's – I mean, just not getting last, great days. Last night before uh, the game – I was watching Ness and, and they were kind of comparing his stats through his first, I think it was like his first 15 games uh, versus last year and this year. He's not too far behind from where he was last year. So yeah, he didn't pop off till like December last year. Yeah. Yeah. December he got hot and then obviously the winter classic and then he got hurt, but he came back. He was solid. I mean, what do you have 27 last year? Yeah. He was on pace to get like 70 points. Yeah, Jesus Christ. He almost um, had 30. He could have. He, he was on pace for 33 goals, I think, or something. Yeah, like I, I don't think. Because he didn't have that many assists. I don't think so. Must have been I like 60, 50 or 60 points. Because I, I know last year. Or sorry, uh, sorry, McAvoy was on pace for 70 points. My bad. That's <laughs> okay, who yeah, I'm that, thinking of. That's who yeah. I'm thinking of. I mean, right now you got DeBrusque one and four. So not terrible. Not good. But he has, it's not like he's been invisible. He helps you out. He's still productive out there. He's just not putting the puck in the net. And you know, that moment will come. That'll come. Um, yeah. Last. Okay. Oh, maybe what? Maybe he maybe was, it was 70 points, 27 goals, 23 assists for 50 points last year in 64 games. Yeah. Here, uh, probably 60 points then, right? Yeah. If you want to kind of meet in the middle, because I can't see him scoring recording 20 points and he was on pace for i'm pretty sure the 33 goals was correct i remember that that makes sense so i mean he was more goals he was on a disgusting pace uh leading up to that winter classic because that's when he was really popping off yeah but again he's just relax with debrusque yes it gets frustrating at times but there's i don't think it's time to panic yet with debrusque i I think he's going to be just fine. He just needs, he just needs that one or two. He needs that. He needs one more grade A scoring chances. You know, yeah. like he's not getting those. And he even said that himself. He's like, I hate that I'm not getting these chances. Like nobody hates it more than me. But like he's doing what he can with what he's getting. Like he's also playing third. He's in Taylor Hall's role this year. He just needs to find yeah. he, him. Him, uh, Patra, and Geeky had a really good chemistry before Geeky got injured, and I'm I'm curious to see how that, because like I don't want to break up, I don't want to see JVR, Freddie, or Coil broke up again oh, this year. No. That that line just buzzes, and it's so yeah. funny because at the beginning of the year I said let's put Marshawn, Zaka, and Pasternak together, and everyone's like, don't fucking load up one line. You don't need to be loading up one line. Well, man, sometimes you do need to load up one line, and like. I don't know. It's just, it's working right now. It sucks that we have like two, 
like like our, our second and third line are both like second B lines, if you would call them that, you know, like they're not, you know, like when you say one A, one B, like I'd, I'd say they're a two yeah. B, they're not two A's, but like they get the job done and, they, and they're very reliable defensively, especially um that Patra and um DeBrus connection so I I don't know it's going to be really interesting to see what they do at the trade deadline because like if you like like it's the same thing as last year like if the Bruins don't make the playoffs off the pace that they're on right now it's a complete failure of a season oh yeah like you, yeah. you're first in the fucking league. Like we're looking at playoffs already. Like it's not crazy to be like, what are they gonna do at the trade deadline anymore? Because like it's pretty. Like I don't fucking want to put words. <coughs> I don't want to fucking jinx them, but they're on a fuck. They're wagon right now, and no one saw them doing this. And at the beginning wow. of the year, we're like, well, let's see how they are around trade deadline. You know, will, will they be sellers? Will they be buyers? Will they hold Pat? I think you kind of have to go out and get a top six guy. And maybe a depth defenseman. Yeah, I, I think they went into the season expecting to not make any big splashes in um, the trade market come uh, the trade deadline this season. I think they were kind of just going to ride it out. But with this hot start, your need for a top six winger, I mean, I guess even a centerman too, but I would prefer a winger uh, right now. Yeah. And I just... It it's it puts them in a tough position because you're not really in a position to keep trading away first round draft picks. You don't even have one for next year's draft. You don't have one till 2025, and then you're already slim. You don't draft till the third round in 2024. Correct. Uh, 2025, I'm not sure there, but so it's like I don't know, man. And, and obviously, everyone is talking trades online throughout the last week. <laughs> courtesy of what chris davis started yeah. <laughs> and got torched for but i will say one thing thank god sully is in the gm because he would Jesus. fucking unload the farm for zadorov when you don't I, even need him i i <laughs> need i i almost like wake up every day and when morning coffee i'm just like scrolling looking for like a, sul- a sulky fucking trade proposal dude <laughs> every morning i'm like what is this guy cooking up today let's yeah. see what he's got going shout yeah. out to sully we love him <laughs> but, but it's, uh, the brusque was on a 65 point pace last year okay that's fair that's, sorry yeah just, no that's, that's people fair. probably want to know or, yeah or punching their steering wheels because we didn't know that, and that <laughs> yeah and that definitely would have been a career year for him um, yeah I, if last year already wasn't a career year for him but yeah it, the question mark going into this season with him was what's he capable of doing without bergeron and martian mm-hmm. martian still on the team but it's a little bit different when you lose you know, your captain, your centerman, uh, one of the best players on your team. So in that leadership and stuff. So I, I do want to see him take that next step. I think he's capable of doing so, but, but so this is the thing too, if he pops off, like this is, this is what I don't get about our lines. I know this, I was thinking about this last night and I know it's way too early, but like, if you bring in a toxic winger, where do you put everyone? Cause like your second slash third line is, like everyone's saying, get a top six center. It's like okay, well then, are you sending Potra to juniors? Fuck, you no. know what I mean. You're, like, you already burned a year of his contract. You can't yeah, waste it by and like Beecher's juniors. Beecher's faceoff percentage is like almost sixty percent. You're yeah. really gonna give up on like this kid's yeah. been like yes, the point totals haven't been there. But what did I say to you? If Beecher puts up ten to twenty points and has like a fifty-five percent faceoff percentage by the end of the year, I'm fine with that. That's he a did, really like, solid rookie year for yeah. the Yeah. And like Nosik, what did he put up? Like 
15 points like so what's the you know what i mean like so what why would you send beecher down like it just it's very confusing me and then it goes to the same thing so like okay you bring out a top six winger well then like i posted the question yesterday about how um when all is healthy like who who's your 13th forward lauka or steen because like you have to presume they send they send brown down at this point you have to presume oh absolutely there's no way like also, and so then, so then you're if you're bringing in a top six forward, you're sending both Steen and Lauko down. I don't think you're not so sending Hine down. Oh, last night, and I think, I think right now, gun to the head, I am, I'm picking Steen right now to you're stay keeping up. him. Like, I know, dude. Remember, I said this to you at Toronto, yeah. and you're like, you're fucking crazy, man. And I, just, I was like, Steen, he's really he's shown flashes. Of, he has, yeah. With and that was Beecher. a hell of a goal last night. Yeah, him and Beecher. Like, even go back to Beecher's goal in Dallas. That was a re- direct result of Steen's board play. He's he's a little guy, but, like, he's got great. And that's the thing, too. Like, people are like, oh, I kept seeing the same comment. Like, th- it's, a, it's a fucked up conversation because you never know who's going to get injured, right? Like, they yeah. both could be in the lineup after the trade deadline due to injuries. You, you have no idea, right? Yeah. But it the, the question more or less is just like, well – Cause you're thinking, I'm thinking like, okay, Lucic is back. So you got Lucic Beecher and it's like, yeah, you could keep Lauko, but like, don't you want that like scoring threat of Steen? Like he's got a fucking whipper on him. You know what I mean? Like now that I think about it, let's sit on this for a little bit of this episode because we do have to bring up Grizz and that situation. Yeah, we'll go to that later. Yeah. yeah. I just remember that we were going to bring that up later. So like, well, we'll talk about that because there are a lot of questions there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So after Bobby's corner. Another phenomenal Bobby's corner, by the way. As After always. Bobby's corner, uh, we'll we'll that's kind of what we'll touch on, and then we'll kind of end there. But uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a sticky situation. The situation I don't want to be in right now. The only good thing about it is that he's making Sweeney. They're all making Sweeney's job really hard right now, and that's what you want to see. You don't want it easy on him. And um, we said that going into the season, how exciting it is that we have no idea what the lineup is going to be. Yeah. Game one, you know, not just the lineup, but I remember going back to where the Bruins are right now in the standings, your first place, Boston Bruins. I remember going back season preview episode we did, or we talked about it. We were both saying that they're going to, we both said they're going to be a playoff team. I think I, I think I had them finishing second. I think I had them finishing second. You had them finishing third. Yeah. Possibly. I believe yeah, I could I be wrong. And uh we both were saying that this team will surprise people. We think that they could surprise people, and that's exactly what they're doing right now. We did not expect this uh, like out of the gate at all. And it's been an obvious obviously an obvious pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. And so I on mean, the backs I, of the goalies. And it's I this kind of leads into this next game, yeah, the goalies, and it kind of leads into our next game, the one in Montreal, where there was a uh, his, little his Donny Twitter, Brook. Yeah, his um, well, his Twitter handle was like Johnny Bruin or something like that. I've seen he he lives in Montreal. Um, oh he, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I do believe him because I don't think he would put that out just to put that out. Like, why do that? Because he's actually pretty quiet on Twitter. But he yeah. he mentions how. It sounds like basically 
they were out Friday night. Sounds like the rookie party dinner. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, what a great place to do it. People oh, are yeah. speculating. Oh, they're in Montreal. Um, Patra and I don't know how Beecher's is Beecher 21? 22. Yeah, 21. Yeah, yeah. So really for Patra, um, he can actually thoroughly enjoy himself in Montreal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the only thing Drinking that I did yeah, the only thing I did raise an eyebrow to is he mentioned how some people had to get like carried out or something. I think I it was know. I think it was Lorai. Let's start the rumor, boys. <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel like it would be Lorai out of everybody that got carried with, out. With his with his physique and that haircut, he has lightweight written all over it. Oh yeah. Give him one shot of green tea, he's probably falling to the floor. Yeah, like Give I, him I a just Jaeger bomb, he's probably dying. They're definitely helping Patra out. Just because he's a younger guy, they definitely yeah. could see that. But it's funny because I put that question out a while when, right when I landed in Boston about like where where you think the best Canadian city would be to get after it, and majority of the people said Montreal. And I know it's close for a lot of New England people to shoot up to Montreal, uh, borders Vermont and other places like that uh, in the states. But it it's just funny that it all this tweet that you saw all signs pointed that that it was all gas, no breaks. And it's wild that they did that the day before a game. <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, play guilty, I baby. Any, I didn't watch. You could tell during the game they were playing guilty. Yeah. I, I didn't watch any of it. I was actually at the Merrimack Yukon game and, um, mm. Oh, Merrimack I, and UMass Lowell are on Nesson tonight. Yeah. I, I, I saw that they kept promoting it at the game. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so I was at that game. I, I was vaguely like paying attention. I, I threw on the radio once I got in the car. It's just about when um, the third period ended. My buddy Mike actually texted me after the game ended in overtime. Uh, just talking about what a bullshit game was. The refs basically handed Montreal mm-hmm. that game. Um, let me ask you this. What did you think of the overturned goal? Do you think that was goal goaltender interference? Which one? Oh, the Steen one? Steen, no. Yeah. No, he barely even touched him, and he skated it had nothing through. to do with the play. No, like, he skated through the crease, but, like, he didn't make contact with the goalie in the crease. Like, yeah, he brushed the goalie just outside of the crease, but if, if that's goaltender interference now, wow. Like, I just – I keep tweeting this. I'm begging the NHL to be consistent just one time. Like, it makes no sense. That would mean you're begging them to do their job, but that's, that's stupid of you. But yeah, I yeah. I saw the replay. Um, ridiculous! I hits the knob of the stick. That I don't remember really, but I feel like he was like basically right outside the crease as well, or if not on top of the crease. And it had nothing to do with the play. Uh, I mean, he regardless, he wasn't going to save it. It was a nice tip from Steen. It they was, took it back yeah. from him, but. They couldn't take back the one last night. We'll no. get to that in a little yeah, bit. I was gonna say it also the uh, consistent thing. People online about Tage Thompson and McAvoy. We'll get to that, but holy shit. Dude, I was surprised when holy I saw holy fuck. But we'll get into that in a minute. Uh yeah, it's Montreal game. It sounds like they were just sloppy. They were careless at times. They were it sounds like they were just lucky to even get two points. I mean yeah. a point. Um Pacha's clear to to I don't know how to say his name Gooley or whatever in overtime not great either he just kind of like shot it up the middle Gooley just put it right in the net oh shit I didn't even see it yeah. <laughs> Swayman huh 
Oh it's yeah, a little bit of a Donnie Brook. Dude, wants, that was he wants that, he wants that fight so fucking bad. I love I know. It. I, I'm curious because like he, he always talks about the how the Leafs and how they draft him, how it would have been like somewhat of a dream come true. I wonder if him being from Alaska, if he's a Leafs fan or if he was a Vancouver Canucks fan or what. Because like yeah. technically the, the state's attached to can like it's attached to Canada, right? It's pretty much Canadian land. Yeah, I mean we'll, that's, we'll get to that later. <laughs> him growing up. Yeah, so it's like it. I wonder if he just genuinely hates Montreal because, like, a lot of Canadians hate Montreal, like, as a team, right? Because it just so happens, like, last year when he skated out to like the red line to ask Josh Allen to go, it was against Montreal as well. And it's like, it's oh, just starting, it's, it's just starting to look like your boy Sway, he plays them Saturday night again. So it's like, let's see what happens here. I wonder if him and Gallagher are going to get into it again. Star, right? Like oh, he's yeah. 100%. Is that the next? No, we play Thursday, right? Do we play Thursday? No, we don't play Holy Thursday. Holy shit, we're off till Saturday? What the fuck, man? Yeah, man. Off till Saturday. Ooh. But then three, four, four games next week with a holiday as well. So, uh yeah, I was I was actually looking into I really wanted to go to that game this game this upcoming Saturday against Montreal, but I got a friends giving. So Edgar, if you're listening, fuck you for planning it. <laughs> but I'll ha- I'll have it on as house. Um but yeah, so the Montreal game got a little bit chippy. People bitching about Martian when Montreal has Gallagher. Like it's just it's funny how it how it works. I mean, Montreal's Montreal. They're it they're a passionate fan base, but like holy shit, man! It's just like just realize what you have and who you have before you even come at our come at our rat king. But oh yeah, yeah, it was, it was a chippy game. Uh, you love to see it because that rivalry, rivalry, Jesus, Boosie learned how to talk has kind of died down. I mean, it yeah. kind of it just sucks that Montreal hasn't been good in fucking eighty four years. It just. <laughs> been 84 like, years you remember back to like 2011 man dude i was i was oh, watching yeah. a clip on tiktok actually where this streamer reacts to these hockey hits and i think i liked it i'll, I'll send it to you after but it was when pk lit up fucking martian oh yeah and it was I, I forgot about that hit till i saw i'm like holy shit that's yeah, he, right he lit up <laughs> the guy's reacting to the video he's like yo how's he getting up right now yeah yeah how's he skating away is he made a titanium it's freaking hilarious oh my god why do i keep getting all these alerts it was freaking hilarious and i'm like it's just like i mean you remember back to the lucic mike commissaric days uh ferens ferens yeah the finger uh <laughs> You 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 remember Gary Price and Tim Thomas fighting? If you want to call that a fight, it's kind of like a bear mm-hmm. hugging. But obviously, Carey Price got the better end of that. It just man, those those 2011 that Stanley Cup run, Nathan Horton game seven, game seven uh, overtime goal right off someone's foot, I think too. A nice little clapper. Yeah. Um, just man, those games are so. It's just the history of the franchises. Yeah, you're starting to, now that Montreal, like, they're not great, but you're starting to see them get better and have a little more grit. Oh, 100%. Right? So, it's just, it's nice. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I was just saying, like, it's just nice to see it again. It it is nice. Like, it's, I love beating them, but I also like, don't, fucking bash me for this people i do like when montreal is good because it makes it more entertaining it's good it's better for the league obviously and it's better as a bruins fan right you don't want to go i mean 
let's if if we're all being honest with ourselves, we're we were going into that game Saturday night where it's like, all right, Montreal's improved, but that's a dub. Yeah. Like, yeah, know, yeah. This isn't what it used to be, but it feels especially as long as we have Martian and as long as they have Gallagher, there oh, will yeah. always be something there. But I want to see a little bit more. And um well it's funny too, you say that strange too. Well, and you say that too, and like it's funny because like you see a lot of newer Bruins fans, I guess, or younger Bruins fans, they hate Toronto, right? Because we've had such a rival. But like, That's kind of what they grew up with, right? Exactly. And what we grew up with was that rival. Like, you think about it, it's like some of these people, like my sister's age, like 22, 23, like they're 2000 to 2003 born right and like they would have been like well like eight nine ten when the when the, all those great Montreal yeah. Bruins and you know you think back when you were eight nine ten you remember stuff but like you just don't remember the weight and the like emotion that were carried into those rivalries so well, because it's, when it's we just were funny to Mon- see when we were playing Montreal in the playoffs every year and going and having all that back to forth that's basically when Toronto sucked anyways mm-hmm so Kessel now roles have kind of reversed. Yeah, Phil Kessel area. I mean, I guess really the only thing that sparked anything with Toronto back in the day was like Dion, <laughs> Dion for yeah. a cheap hit or something. And then I think Mike didn't Mike Commissaric end up going to Toronto as well too, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah, basically these younger fans, what they really start to remember and realize is just like Jake Gardner. Giving oh yeah pizzas up the middle and yeah, Jake DeBrust fucking going yeah. inside on Jake Gardner for that seventh goal. Yeah, and I mean Kadri being a cheap bastard, yeah, getting suspended every first round against us. It's so um, funny, dude. I saw that video the other day of uh or the other day yesterday of we spoke to two of them of Crosby going out for enough being like Kadri's a fucking loser. And you could tell him I said that. Have you ever <laughs> seen that mic? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite Crosby moments ever. He's like, yeah. I don't even hit out here. Dion. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> yeah. Oh man. I Those, love that. It, it kind of reminds you. Was it that HBO series leading up to the winter classic? How great it was. Like it oh, wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't watered down. Oh, where the? Can you see me still? Yeah, I can see. You. Oh, what the fuck! My web browser just crashed. Fuck! I forget what I was gonna say, but it's yeah. It, I want it. I want Montreal and Bruins to get back to that. I think it will be a little bit. I think they do have something good up there, something special up there. I think Martin St. Louis is gonna be a great coach. Hopefully, they don't let go of him. Yeah. Um, no, I think they're on a. I think they're on a good path. It's gonna be interesting because like the people have the Bruins had the Bruins sucking from this year out, and it's like now we know the Bruins are gonna be good for a long time. Like they've got the pieces in place, the young guys, the core. Like as long as they can keep Swayman rolling like he is, and or yeah. Allmark, who knows what the future has in hold, uh, in hold. Sorry, is you know what I mean? Like the, it's gonna be the rivalry is gonna come back on. So it's gonna be nice to see like especially from me being from Ontario, like the next five years, like Boston, Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal are going to be good teams, especially Detroit too, Buffalo. Like the Atlantic's going to be good for a really long time. Speaking of Buffalo, Uh-oh. Buffalo's future is bright. Wait, real quick, real quick yeah. to, 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 to tie up the Montreal thing. Uh, in the As the girlies would say, we might have lost that game against Montreal, but we didn't actually lose. 
because those slight swayman pictures and clips we got oh were unbelievable i had to park a second on that because those pictures of him with his arms up staring down the ice oh, like yeah. you can't ask anything three better three bottles of lotion with that fucking <laughs> that, that was next what a study so we we might have lost the battle but we didn't lose the war yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, I can't wait to see Saturday night's game because that's oh. gonna, if you're at the Garden Man, that's going to be friggin' electric. But it'd be sick, real Buffalo, quick, it'd be sick if goalies were like, say the backup is gonna the backup from that game is gonna play Saturday. It'd be sick if he's like, I want Swayman. You know, if like goalies <laughs> had that mindset, like players oh, do, like I'm going after him. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> would, that would be sick. Yeah, well, well know, the thing sorry. is, the NHL shouldn't let. Swayman get that fight. He they shouldn't they should not let him get that tilt that he's been dying to get because mm-hmm. it, once he does, I mean, there's no looking back oh. for that guy. He's probably he might, be, gonna, he like, might turn into Ray Emery, dude. A, a little bit of Ray Emery, Patrick Waugh, like yeah, whichever direction you want to go because I think it's just gonna like make him help him take that next step too. Like he's just. He's a oh, psychopath, yeah. man. He's a goaltender. He you can't trust him. Well, you can trust him, but you don't want to turn your back to him because, yeah. And you don't want to turn your back on any goaltender. Because speaking uh, speaking of Bruins goalies, look like Patrick Wall. Perfect segue. Stick taps to Brett. Look at. Do you see Allmark <laughs> yesterday in that fucking game coming out poking the puck up, and then we go down oh, the yeah. other way and score. That was so so funny. I was giving Lauren a hard time because whenever a goalie leaves the net, um. She always quote tweets it and she's like, 10 the goal, 10 the goal, like if they get scored on. But whenever a goalie leaves the net and they make a sick play, she's like, protect the house. And I'm like, oh, so goalies <laughs> just, you know, they never do wrong in that situation. Eh? It it would have been nice if uh if Allmark could have gotten an assist too. Oh, I know. That's yeah, that's an ESH, that's an ESHL stealing an assist right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but what a what a game. Um, just Allmark just owns Buffalo. Do you see his like like save percentage and goals against? It was like point before that game, it was like point nine four four save percentage and like a one point something goals against average. Like he just owns Buffalo now. Like what a fumble by them. I can't believe they didn't want to resign him. Dude, I can't believe they let him go. And after last night's game, the last twelve games, the Bruins are eleven oh and one against Buffalo. Yeah. Insane. that's fucking wild. I mean, we almost went back to back years scoring touchdowns on them. <laughs> like, hey, she's still young, baby. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's still very possible. Poor Devin Levi. I saw um, when but, we were when we were up for nothing. I'm pretty sure. Wait, what was it? Yeah, it was this. We outscored them in five periods, eleven to one. The past five periods, or something wild. like that. Like what? I mean, the first few shifts. Just it looked like JV versus uh, varsity versus JV. It was just that Zaka passed to Pasta. Holy oh, God. shit! I, I think mean, him Pasta and uh, Marshawn, like Zaka Pasta and Marshawn, are finding their chemistry finally. And holy yeah. shit, the league's got to watch out for that. Like I literally, yeah. dude, I was in the shower watching the game, switched it from my phone to the TV, and they scored two goals. Going from the shower to my TV, it's like fucking. Ten feet, you know what I mean? Like it's like I was like, "What did what just happened?" It's freaking. It's just every everything. A lot happened so quick last night, and the um the over under was set at six and a half. I'm like, okay, I feel pretty good about that because I can see the Bruins putting up five, 
And if Buffalo's lucky, they'll get one. They obviously end yeah. up getting two, but uh, because I, I did bet the under, I, I did. I had a bunch of yeah. That night. scumbag Nick Melanson was chirping your Beecher pick, even though we gave him a oh, Bruins by two. Yeah, he was like, I put my. He wrote this whole. He wrote a whole paragraph about how his nieces and nephews aren't going to have Christmas gifts because he put <laughs> all of his money. That. He put all his money on the Beecher pick, and I was like, "Shut the fuck up! We gave you Bruins by two, you fucker." Yeah, we gave you that, you dumb fuck. Now I'm going to go find it. <laughs> oh. It was on the Boosie Bats tweet. Oh, uh, yeah. I just... <laughs> Read it out. Publicly shame him. When my niece and nephew ask me why I didn't buy them Christmas gifts this year, I'm telling them it's because I put their holiday money on a Johnny Beecher anytime. Thanks, <laughs> asshole. Who's the asshole? I can I, I put my fucking money on there too. My nephew's still gonna get a present, you cheap fuck. God damn it's not my fault you're spending all your money on Kowloon, dude. Yeah. You're freaking tapping into Chili's on a on a date with your <laughs> on a buddy. week on a weekday. This guy's yeah. tapping into sour cream. What a sick fucking you want you want to put the blame on me? You're tapping into sour cream, asshole. <laughs> sour cream, not even your freaking who knows what you probably had some disgusting pumpkin bear last oh, night, which God. it's still pumpkin season, technically. Yeah, pumpkin. technically. Uh, I'll give him another after Thanksgiving. It's gotta end though. It's gotta end. But he's I don't know. He he what just a he has a weird fetish. I think he has a weird fetish of tapping in and pumpkin stuff and uh it's f- he was the last of the party too, and he's the one that's keep me and him are keeping it going. <laughs> I know I haven't. Ta- uh, yeah, I haven't tapped in. in you tapped in when we were in Boston, I think. Yeah, absolutely, always, uh, always with the boys, always. with the boys. Um, God damn, I, I think it was a middle fingers tap in too. I kind of want to drive to his house right now and strangle him, but I'll, <laughs> I'll finish the pod now. <laughs> you embarrass us, we'll embarrass you. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if you put, if you put 50 and 50, 50, if you put the other 50 bucks in his bank account, cause I'm assuming he only had a hundred in his bank account. If he, uh, can't even if, buy crab ragoon. Yeah. Jeez. He probably wrote a, I owe you to his buddy last night while out. Um, <laughs> he did, we did cover the spread though. I, I did. I bet the Bruins the spread. Like I, I yeah. probably had like five or six bets last I night. I took them regulation. Yeah, that's another thing too, guys. Like we just put normally one each from one of us. I only, like- I only put Beecher last night because it's it's a homecoming yeah. game. I mean, like he was at plus seven hundred. I only put five bucks because I didn't expect him to score. Yeah, that's how thing you I- responsibly bet, Mel. You asshole. That's the one thing I was gonna say too. If we ever put Bruins by two, we're probably betting them in regulation as well. As well. So if you want to low ride with us as well, well we, we normally hit right. both. Yeah, exactly. That's what. Yeah, that's that's my thinking on it. If I'm going by two, then I'm saying regulation. Might as well hit the both. Get a little yeah. honey dicking. Yeah, well, if, if they're by two, maybe we should start a fade on. Mel pick. Get him to give us a oh. pick every game, and we'll fade Mel. The fade I'm pre- Mel I'm pick. I'm pretty sure he doesn't even bet. Fucking scumbag. Yeah, what a fraud. Who drinks gambles? Yeah, who taps in the sour cream? Don't fucking violate sour cream like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, I'm not even going to. Yeah. I kind of forgot what led us to this, but uh, overall, great game from the Bruins. I, nothing. I mean, they they really didn't. A nice response wrong. on the the reverse hit from Dalene. Didn't love Cousins oh, almost yeah. taking past his oh, head off though. Yeah, Cousins, count your fucking days, buddy. 
Holy yeah. shit. That could have been so dangerous. Walk. That could have been so dangerous. Yeah, no, I, like looking at it, like the way he whipped him, like just kind of yanked him from behind or around the yeah. neck. That could like, that that could have been really bad. If Luckily, there's still a code, like that should be a part of it. Like you know what I mean? Like that seems su- like a sucker surprised. punch to me. Yeah, like I was surprised he did that. He got the penalty. I I made the tweet. I was like, "Love is love," but that's fucking third man in, dude. If we're trying to protect the players and stuff, like <laughs> you know, everyone loves a what, good threesome, a but that was do. intense. Yeah, like what a lot of guys will do. They'll they'll go into the scrum, put their arm around uh their shoulders but like yeah like marshawn from behind and then just pull them out of the scrub not friggin just like even marshawn noted dirty player marshawn noted dirty player we all fucking know it whatever it is it comes with the territory (laughs) um he even did exactly what you're just saying he just grabbed someone from behind and held them like if anyone's gonna do that in that pile i'm I'm, i put my as a betting man i'm putting my money on marshawn to rip someone down like that and even he has the fucking wherewithal to know hey that's kind of a blind side like passes helmet went flying off if he hit his head like that's fucking we're worried about players wearing helmets while they're fighting like that is dangerous like i don't yeah. know like i'm on a very big like like you saw you last night i think i forget what game it was in i think a calgary game kid took a skate in the face almost again like you, you know like these things happen in bunches the the horrible thing that happened over in england like we're not going to get into it but you know what i mean like it just like I'm I'm up on the protect the players train right now. And like, yes, no, people get mad at me for saying the mandate the neck guards. I'm not saying mandate it like I, but these kids are really come, getting mad about that. <laughs> be, dude, these kids come out of college and in, in, in juniors and wearing neck guards. I'm saying grandfather yeah. it in. Like I said on oh, our yeah, last yeah, podcast, yeah. like mandate it for eventually, you know. Like on our last podcast, I talked about like I could see well, players that don't wear any undergarments at all having a problem with this and like i get it i liked my gear a certain way when i played like i i I can understand that completely but we've grandfathered in helmets during warm-ups we've grandfathered in visors like you you have to assume 10 to 20 years from now they're going to be all wearing bubbles or cages like it just kind of seems like that's where it's trending at this point i i don't agree with that one as much but like let's protect our necks at least you know what I mean? And like, oh, yeah, you're, you, you know, it's it just the horrible injury with Carlson. You saw Kane's injury last year. Like, I just think it's in the best in, in, in uh, best interest that we protect our sport. Uh, absolutely. I don't see like bubble or cages mandated in the future, but who knows? I, I could be wrong. I mean, I definitely see the neck guards getting grandfathered in. I never um, thought visors were going to get mandated. I'm not really surprised with visors, though. I mean, granted, a lot of people already rock them anyways. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I think really what, once they mandated, the, it's the same thing. Once they mandated them in the AHL, it's like these guys start their careers down there and then they come up and they just get used to wearing them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I also like I, I could care less if they're forced to wear bubbles or cages at any point, like. As long as the product on the ice doesn't change, you know, like yeah, that, it, the only thing that'll change is fighting. Yeah, and don't get weird. Yeah, that's that's why unless they like ban fighting, which I don't I, see them ever doing. But I don't see the players. I see the players getting down with neck guards more than I do bubbles or cages. Yeah, a- absolutely. Because I mean, you see a lot you, of players wearing them now. Yeah, no, you do, and um, I don't like they don't. 
if I don't know. I just think it's weird how people can be so weird about having to wear neck guards. It's just it's, it's the way that like they're it's, so they're not like the ones we wore. Yeah, the like those wore, were fucking like neck was, braces. Yeah. <laughs> the worst gear wear of all time. My parents bought me a big fucking white one when I was younger, mm. and it looked like I was in a neck brace. I was you know? just and, yelled something at you. <laughs> and but, yeah, I, I just I, neck braces or not neck, neck braces, neck guards. I can understand. Uh, I don't see like I think I don't see the players' union ever agreeing to like really wearing bubbles or cages unless something egregious happens something or yeah. a, a several things happen that yeah, lead like to that change but i don't see eye. that happening yeah yeah exactly so i don't really see that happening because i mean the visors do tend to do a decent job obviously they can't protect the eyes completely um but i think everything's been okay so far right knock on yeah. wood as far as the visors and uh other stuff i mean it's trending in the right direction yeah i yeah, exactly. Um, anything else you want to add about this Buffalo game? Uh, no. it, oh, yeah. I was going to say Cliffy Hockey, baby, prevails. Three, he on for three out of five goals. Love to see it. Dude, hey, Steen's goal. He's baby. standing. Steen's goal. He's standing right in front of Levi. Just oh, that was a, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> just standing still right in front of Levi. No stick, nothing. Just standing there. That's that's hilarious. I didn't even oh. forget to realize that. If that he was awesome. on the Bruins and did that, oh my gosh! Oh, I know man. people love the he, you know, his like this every the lore of Cliffy Hockey, but that's God. legitimately like yeah, Cliffy. That's Cliffy Hockey to a T. Like Ugh. he could have a great shit. He can look like Bobby R in one shift, and then he can look like Ryan Reeves the next shift. Oh Useless. God, it's um, useless. That's why I'm glad they paid him and not us because there's no need for that over here, really, right? I mean, no. Chat and Kirk's a much better upgrade for much cheaper. Granted, it's just for a year. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Might be two, but um, you upgraded that third pair inside um, defenseman. You upgraded for mm-hmm. legit less than half the price for for a third of the price. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's smart. On their end, uh, it was time to move on from Cliffy Hockey. He's perfect in Buffalo because defense is optional in Buffalo, as it is with Get Toronto. Maybe they're just too close to Toronto, and they think they tend to think like them, where it's just like, like, because now, not that I want to talk about it because he's a scumbag, but like, you heard rumors of Kane going that Kane was potentially going there. It sounds like that's not going to happen, but like. That's not what you guys need. I mean, great. <laughs> you do need goal scoring because uh, some players, Tage Thompson, and them are struggling right now. But you need defense more than anything. You're relying on a rookie goaltender as well. And uh, it's just it, Buffalo will be Buffalo, man. And the franchise has literally never been the same since Lucic and Miller. Oh, yeah. No, like, it's it, – yeah. It, I just – I don't know, man. I don't know what direction these some of these teams that were supposed to be like – promising this year going in like like vancouver is the weirdest surprise to me but then you think about rick talkett like he was the other guy i wanted brought in if monty Mm -hmm. didn't get the job and he's just completely like he's holding these players accountable yeah and that's it's the same it's what it goes down to man like you can quote shorzy fucking a million times over these fucking toronto buffalo um even detroit to a certain extent like 
they they love to win because they haven't won in so long, but they don't hate to fucking lose. You know yeah. what I mean? And like you see this Vancouver team, they hate fucking losing. They hate it. No. Yeah, it's and I, I like that Vancouver's good again. And it, yeah. it looks like Demko best goal song finally, in the league to fuck. Love what's that. their goal song? Uh don't you forget about me from Breakfast Club. Oh shit, that is a good one. Yeah. I, I just I really need like after like it's just quickly became like it's always been a banger, it's always been a catchy tune, but I mean someone needs to have um Oh my god, bright side. Oh, That's I know. Weird, man, god damn it. Imagine the I mean, imagine the garden fucking rocking out to uh <laughs> yeah. we, Holy we got shit. to see it. We kind of got to see it. Well, yeah, yeah, just not a goal song, but it's friggin' mm-hmm. holy shit, man. It was electric. Um yeah, that that was awesome. Now it's been stuck. I've been playing it at least five times a day. Uh oh, same, dude. I listen yeah. to it all the time. Yeah. I was and, pissed uh, that Buffalo was playing it down three goals with like 20 <laughs> seconds left on a timeout. I was like, do they not even know? Like, holy shit. It's like the Sox uh, playing Sweet Caroline when yeah, they're down yeah. by 70, 70 yeah. runs. Play like, some depressing stuff at that yeah, point. Yeah, like don't, don't even st- – just stop playing music at that yeah. point. Right? Um, but no, uh, anything else you want to touch on uh, from that game before we shoot over to Bobby's Corner? No, I'm good. I think we got it all. Yeah, I, I'm excited to talk about uh, – what's next after Bobby's corner. Cause I think it'll make for some good discussion. So yeah. ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the tripod, Bobby freaking brewski. He That's makes, cool. uh, yeah, he, he, he's, he's, he's back, baby. He, he's back for he's another old, great Bobby's yeah. corner. Yeah. It, the dude doesn't miss. Uh, you can say he's back, but truthfully, he never fucking left. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Bobby's corner. From the beaches of Winnipeg and under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby Baruski! What is going on, folks? And welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner, proudly brought to you by Prime Time Productions and only Baruski. Crack open a cold one with me. Pour a hot one with me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, are we alive or are we alive? A little bit of kiss for ya. Shout it. Shout it. Let me tell you something. Up here in Canada, we have a subscription service called Sportsnet Plus. Now, I love Sportsnet Plus. I don't love the price of it. Most of the time it lags. But I love it because it's it. And the thing about Sportsnet Plus is it doesn't air the commercials of the market it's broadcasting the game from. So, for example, I don't see the Nesson commercials. Before Nesson even gets a chance to show me a 1-800-Cars-for-Kids commercial, no, no, I get hit with flames on my TV and a big 3D logo that just goes, Kiss! The end of the road tour! The final 50 dates of the hottest show on Earth! Get your tickets now at TicketmasterLiveNation.net! So for the last month, I have seen that commercial, give or take, at least over 150 times. I only know that because I watch up to three games a night, every night, and yeah, it's 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 numbing. So for the last month, I have been advertised Kiss personally, right to me, personally, right to you. If you also use Sports Center, uh, Sports Plus, 
40 bucks a month, by the way. It's kind of taxed. They should give me a discount. But I have said all month now, because I see that shit all the time, that the only way I am going to see Kiss play and do karaoke or lip sync, do whatever, the, the Melly Vanelli thing, is if I find a ticket for under 60 bucks. Because I knew that just wasn't going to happen in today's economy. One hour, co-worker called me and completely derailed all my plans for tonight and invited me to go see Kiss. So, yes, I am going to go and see Kiss, or what is left of them at least. First time seeing them, I'm pretty excited. Am I going to be streaming hockey off my phone during the whole show? Absolutely. No guilt, no shame. You know where my priorities are at. Shout out to Andre, by the way, for taking me tonight. You are the man! Well, let's get into this, though. The Boston Bruins, as of right now, as of me recording this, as of you hearing this, actually, are 12-1-2, and, and they are, in fact, first in the league, just a little bit ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights. Now... We don't have a lot to talk about because the schedule has been pretty dense with us lately. Dense is not the right word. The schedule has been very lackluster. We'll say that. March will be crazy. That's the that, that's when we back to back, 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 back. But we'll get to March later. Down the road. At the end of the road. Let's talk about Saturday night first. Because obviously the Montreal Canadiens are our most cherished rival. It's been over 100 years of blood, sweat, and beers with those dudes. And for the last four years or so, it's been a very one-sided affair. I bursted out laughing when it was announced that we had a record of 10-0 against them since 2019. Which is a banana lands in my mind. Because I'm like, we have absolutely clobbered them. And I'm pretty sure the time before that, in 2018, we swept the season series. We beat them like five times or something. Like, it hasn't been a rivalry as much as a family reunion, you know? Two two cousins who kind of used to fight each other are kind of like, eh, eh, eh. And the only thing that really bothers me about the last couple of years is the Islanders. And my absolute hatred for the Islanders. And now some people are like, I don't know, you should probably just, like, why would you hate the Islanders? Because 2021 was the only season we didn't play the Canadians. And that was the only time in our lifetime, barring some other bullshit, we would have gotten to see the Montreal Canadiens and the Boston Bruins in the Cup Finals. And when I tell you I wanted that more than fucking life itself, I mean it. We're not going to revisit the Islanders series because we're going to revisit that game. My dad, huge Habs fan his whole life. I've talked about this before. He, talked, he consistently reminded me about the 79 series consistently we're up to 2014 in my face you name it but winning the cup against them would, would have been awesome i don't know if it would have been anything like saturday night's game but it would have been awesome saturday night's game was so entertaining i know that we lost in overtime but you couldn't even really be mad because you were just like i mean you lose to the canadians it sucks but to see a game that from front to back was mean and nasty and you were like annoyed like oh i've heard of the wi-fi i've seen uh Pizzetta play you know like i know who gallagher is i've seen anderson but to actually play those guys and have them be dicks to us and have them honestly have their way with us 
And I thought the whole thing about this year was drafting and trade or signing dudes that were six foot plus so we wouldn't get pushed around. It was unreal. It was exciting. There's never been a moment in my life where I wish Montreal, in some crazy way, could call Winnipeg and be like, we're, give, we're getting hell of a fuck one way or the fucking other. Because Montreal desperately needs a decent goaltender to get to the playoffs. Because as much as the Detroit opening round series or a Florida opening round rematch would be great, a Montreal Canadiens-Boston Bruins playoff match in a centennial season would be pretty fucking magical. Not to mention it's been almost 10 years it would be 10 years since last time we played in the playoffs. So Montreal, I don't care what it is. Go get, go get Jordan Bannon's role, I fucking care. Because Vancouver is not, they don't suck anymore, so you're not getting down, go. Go out and get a goaltender. That shit was fucking awesome. I cannot wait till the errors night where we celebrate the big, the bad, the Boston Bruins. <laughs> it's going to be fucking electric. Need Lucic back, because I know when Lucic steps foot on that ice in Montreal in a Bruins uniform again, the boos are going to come down, but with that French accent, it's still going to sound like, Luch. Before I forget, because I definitely will forget, number one, thank you all so much. Seriously, everyone that's reached out, everyone that said happy birthday, you're the fucking best. I actually don't really like celebrating my birthday, it's not... One of the things I like to do, which is why I didn't really say anything prior to uh, last week's show. But thank you. Thank you so fucking much. You were all... If I can open mouth kiss every last one of you, I absolutely would. If I can show up outside your door and serenade you with Creed, I absolutely would. So thank you. And thank you to Charlie Coyle. And thank you to Trent Frederick. And thank you to Linus Allmark. Because... Thursday night against one of the teams I hate the most in the league. We sunk the island. I can't remember the last time the Bruins played on my birthday. But I'm pretty sure when they did, they lost the game. So when I saw that they were playing the Islanders and I saw that the two bad stack boys were going to be in the house, I knew they had to win and they did win. And it was fucking glorious. Fuck you, Bo Horvat. Fuck the whole island. Fuck their fans. Fuck. Just fuck them. Okay? And fuck your jerseys, too. Jeez. Another thing with the Canadians game that fell on November 11th, by the way. That is Veterans Day for you. Remembrance Day for us up here in Canada. Listen. Wear the poppy. Not wear the poppy. I understand both sides. I wear the poppy. I understand why people, I guess, protest poppy. I work with a lot of elders. I work with a lot of people who are retired. I talk to them every day. And I can tell you right now, wearing a poppy means a lot to them. To see a young fella like myself. Because a lot of the, the older folks I help out on my job, a lot of them had friends that went off. Had, didn't have a choice. They went off. And a lot of them didn't come back. I wear the poppy to commemorate those people. I'm not a believer in war. I don't even believe in peace. It drives me fucking nuts. That's all I'm going to say. It drives me nuts. And I, and I love every last one. Every last one of you that have ever signed up. That know someone that's signed up. And that has served their time. And has served their countries. Very my thoughts. That's why I wear that shit. Why they took that shit away from bread at the border. I will not understand. That can be used as a weapon. I guess. 
which I guess if you know you know someone in Hollywood, maybe let them know that John Wick should probably kill someone with a poppy. I would fucking pay good money to see that. I would pay the fifteen dollars for a ticket, twenty five dollars for a drink and popcorn, sit in some seat that some kids probably shit and pissed in, and I would watch that in John Wick six. Maybe it's John Wick five. I don't know who's keeping score anyways. Taking a peek around the league though. I gotta say, over the weekend, I'm not surprised but disappointed that the Edmonton Oilers relieved Jay Woodcroft of his duties. And the reason why I'm disappointed is, number one, I like Jay Woodcroft as a coach. And number two, this is a copycat league. And there are a few teams I think might be tempted by this move, especially with the Edmonton Oilers winning their first game with the knob. And when you look at the bottom of the league, you see, obviously, the Sharks, the Oilers, the Hawks, the Jackets. But the teams that are going to surprise you are the Wild and the Predators, and even the Flames to an extent. And those are three teams who, coming up on a bit of a deadline on the year that's going to determine if you're a contender or not, may flirt with the idea of firing a coach when I don't think they should. Now, the Ottawa Senators, had they not relieved Pierre Dorian, I think they would absolutely make the move to fire DJ Smith. But firing DJ Smith, I think, would send that organization to an absolute tailspin. It's not the right time. It's not the right brass. It's just nothing's really going right there for them. Rightfully so. Fuck the sense. Minnesota and Nashville are two teams that could definitely entertain the idea, but I don't think they should, especially Minnesota. It is way too early. Minnesota's a team that's more or less been, I mean, facts are, ugh. They've been, they've been a fucking disappointment, you know? And maybe the close games just are catching up to them. But absolute disappointment. So, and the thing that sucks about coaching changes is in general, in general history, it works. I mean, when you look at in-season coaching changes, I mean, St. Louis did it. They won the cup. Pittsburgh did it. They won back-to-back cups. The problem is in recent years, it's been off-season coaching changes where you've seen the most success. So, with that being said, early in this year, I'm telling you, it's pretty fucking crazy. I don't think St. Louis is going to stick around on that wild card spot in the West. I do think Anaheim's going to stick around. Seattle, I think is going to make a comeback. They're going to push back into the playoffs. I do see it. Seattle's also a team I think is going to make a crazy move. They're going to make some kind of blockbuster deal, whether it's a top six goal scorer or a top pairing defenseman in the back end. That I don't know yet. And suck it, everybody. Winnipeg, they're a good team. Don't look now, but Winnipeg's on a hot streak. And it's looking like they're finally starting to figure it out. Who's their top centerman, though? Some guy named Mistakoff. I don't know. You don't know him. I don't know him. I still think they should shop for a fucking center. <sighs> Which is ironic, because everyone wanted their center. Shifley. Out in the East, though, I gotta tell you, it's... Like, we talked about the Sabres being a disappointment. The Islanders, absolutely a disappointment. Tampa Bay, though. Tampa fucking Bay. The reports are out. A lot of folks are saying that the Tampa Bay Lightning have burnt out. The early summer wasn't enough. That team is more or less at the end of their run. I would not write off the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm here to tell you, do not write off the Tampa Bay Lightning. As of right now, they're not in the wild card spot. They're not in the divisional. I don't know why I have a list all of a sudden. See, I start talking about the potentiality of Tampa being bad, and they fuck with me already. They are on the other side of the world, and they're fucking with me. Fucking with me, okay? Tampa Bay Lightning, dropping an article. I'm excited for you to read it, hopefully on Monday morning. 
They are another team I would slot in the other areas nights. There's three other teams I think we have really good rivals with. Tampa would obviously be the most monolithic of them all, as I'm down. Got some great games this weekend. I hope you enjoy them. I hope you enjoy Brett and Boosie and what they have to deliver. I can't wait to see you all in person. I can't wait for Brett to see you all in person again. I hope that we make that happen sooner than later. We've got the Canadians, we've got the Bolts, and we've got the Panthers, and then we got the Wings. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an Atlantic absolute warfare. Let's find out if this team really is what their record says they are. I'm going to shoot it back off to the boys now. All right. You've been great. I've been Bobby. i got to go and get ready and go see Kiss now. I love you to infinity and beyond. Let's go bees, baby. And that was another great Bobby's Corner, baby. I love you, Bobby. You don't fucking miss, bud. What a corner, man. What a guy. He doesn't uh, miss. He, never misses. Yeah, he, he definitely enjoyed his birthday weekend, too, which happy for him. Got some much-needed time off work. Uh, if only he could have taken the time off, like, the week before and come hang out with us. But, you know, we we won't grind your gears too much with that. Merch is going to be lit. Oh, yeah, baby. And you know I'm going to need it. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we got some stuff to talk about. We got some personnel to talk about who goes up who stays what's going on first i want to talk about some of the reports that came out today wednesday afternoon grizzlick is expected to be back not this saturday but the following saturday against the rangers that's kind of what they're shooting for right now that means november 20 a nice matinee well, game. We play at one o'clock on Friday against Detroit. Oh, is that American Black Friday? Yeah, it's a holiday. Whatever. Uh, the Bruins play at home every. They wear those. <laughs> well, they probably won't this year, but they wear those god awful fucking black jerseys. Oh on, yeah. Uh, no, I think um, it's a uh, um, an era's night. Like they wear the third jerseys. Yeah, because they're playing Detroit, so yeah, they they must be. But yeah, I, um. What do you think? Grizzlick's coming back. Lorai goes down. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. Like, if you're going to keep a guy to not play every game, it's Mitchell, right? Yeah, 100%. Because, like, Grizzlick. Sorry, got like, sent down, too. Yeah, and, like, I get it. Like, Grizzlick's people, in, he's injury prone, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but, like, him and Mac, like, what, you don't have any better options right now. Like, I love Lorai. I love how he's been progressing, but. He's just like a step behind Beecher and Patra, if we're just being honest. Yeah. No, nah, he, like, he is. I mean, Grizzlick right now is an upgrade with that position. Like, yeah, Laura has showed, shown flashes, but. Dude, did you, the stat I sent you about fucking Forbert, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sick of this guy dunking on me. Uh, what was <laughs> it? Uh, it was. He has the best goals for percentage out of all the Bruins. Hold on. Max. Max Mainville posted this 169 defense have played over 150 minutes, five on five this season. And their goals for percentage leaders Forbert number one, 88.9%. Number two is Falka 82.4%. You go, then you got Hughes 79, Pedersen 73, Ronick 71 and McAvoy at 70%. And that's What's our the, horse right there. 
What's more surprising, Forbert number one or Falk number two? <laughs> uh, I totally forgot that guy was in the Forbert number one, probably. Yeah, Dude, that's, like, definitely, look, that's definitely surprising. So 44 defensemen have been on have played 40 minutes on the PK this year. Only three have been on the ice for less than three goals. Derek Forbert, Alec Petrangelo, and Yanni Hockenpah. <laughs> Who the fuck is that last guy? Uh, he plays for Dallas. A big fucker. A right-handed yeah. shot defenseman. For, Forbert has been good at 5-on-5 five five and PK. One of the best in each, like... He's definitely gotten better. He obviously, as we all know, started off very slow. To me, wow. it's his like play in the zone and transition. Like he'll just throw a pizza out of nowhere. And I'm sorry, yeah. but he's just been getting lucky. Like if you really want to, like there's twice last night that he had horrible plays in the defensive zone where he rang it around the boards and De- Buffalo got great A scoring chances. And like, yeah, that, that's not the analytics that I just read to you, but. It's good to see he's getting the puck luck right now. We could use it, especially like, I don't know. I just, I think that $3 million could be used a little better, but that's a whole nother conversation. You're kind of stuck with oh, it at this God. point. Yeah. At, at, least, at least you got out from Mike Riley. That's I all I asked for was for you to get out from one, <laughs> one of those two guys. I would have done Forbert so that you could have buried Riley and kept the extra money, but that's a whole nother yeah. conversation. Um, <laughs> But, about Mike Riley. Yeah, Florida Panther. Yeah, Is he anyway, for Florida on. right now? But yeah, so um, Forbert's been good. He's making me, uh, you know, eat my words is the 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 polite way that I'll say it. But You love to see that, though, I mean. Yeah, well, it's because, too, like, I've been putting tweets out about, like, chirping Forbert, and it's because, like, like I, I'm obviously joking. Like I know he didn't mean to hurt Lucic. Like I just want to put this yeah. out here now. It's gonna be even funnier for people that don't get the joke going forward on Twitter because they obviously don't listen to the pod. But I put out that tweet about Forbert walking alone to the Buffalo plane and how like <laughs> is there turmoil in the locker room? Is he still a locker room guy? Like guys, I'm just fucking joking. Like yeah, that's I love Forbert at you. Yeah. Like, don't do this because I knew people were going to take it the wrong way. I know. And like, it's just, I'm just trying to have fun on the timeline. And like, don't get me wrong. I do like Forbert. Like he seems like he'd be a great guy to have a beer with, you know? And like, he seems like he'd be a great storyteller and all that junk. But there's times where, you know, like everyone has their player that they don't love on the team. Forbert's just mine this year. And he's making me eat my words, which is totally fine. Hell yeah. And and that's always a good thing when, I mean, I'm trying to think back who. Clifton last year. Yeah, Clifton last year for sure. Um, there's always someone else who wouldn't make me. Oh, no sick would always make me eat my words. It, the yeah, only thing I have over Nosek is he passed it in the corner on a breakaway that one time. <laughs> <laughs> never forget that. Um, I I never really had a problem with Nosek just because I don't know I just I didn't mind the game. I kind of kind of like understood like what he was brought in for. I obviously yeah. get frustrating whenever he touched the puck during the headlights, but also Mike Riley's played two games. He's a dash two so far for a boy. So yeah, he's obviously the odd man out. Um. Yeah, it's you can try to make the case all you want, but Laura, sorry, like just because of your contract and um, the ups and downs, like you're the odd man out, and uh, and so, I'm I'm okay with that because he'll be yeah. up later this season. Someone's gonna get He's hurt. Waiver exempt. The whole yeah. like the whole point of 
me wanting that him and um him and Beecher to start at the beginning of the season. Like obviously Potra willed his way on the team, but the reason why I wanted Beecher and Lorai on the team at the beginning of the season is because they were waiver exempt and you could get you could have banked the money. It's like a okay, Forbert might have get claimed, but I highly doubt that at that point. That everyone was so cap strapped. Like you had teams going into the season with twenty player rosters, which like we've never seen before. So I didn't think he was going to get claimed. It would have been nice to bank a little more cap space for the trade deadline. But on the other side of it, you can bring Lori up and down. Like if Beecher didn't have as good a start of the season as he did, you could have sent him down and brought Brown up or vice versa signed Heinen or, you know, there was different options at the time. But like, I just think the really interesting one is like, like there, there's no way they keep Brown when Lucic and Kiki are back, right? Like there's no fucking way they can do Didn't that. Didn't he already get sent down? I don't think so. And maybe for a paper transaction, but like I know he's been practicing with the team. He's oh, playing yeah, defense yeah. with Mitchell, like on yeah, line rushes. Thought, and I think that's well, just to keep his legs moving. Yeah, but, I mean, they're like, where else are you going to put him right now? Um, but that's my thing. Like it, the seriously hard question comes down to like, I'd be shocked. Like I, I, I really hope this is a, a question we're going to be having in a couple of weeks because I want a healthy lineup. Like you want to play with your lineup every night in and out, obviously. But like the question comes down to like, like if they send down Lauko and Steen, I'm going to fucking lose it and keep Brown. That that's just like inexcusable oh, in my eyes. Yeah. But like when you look at it, like you can only keep a 20 man roster or 20. 22 man roster because of the way that we are strapped financially. Lucic isn't getting sent down. Heinen's not getting sent down. A nice on him to get his first goal of the season last night, by the way, too. Um, yeah. But the the hard question now comes down to like, like I, I think they only have a certain amount of time before they can send Steen down before he doesn't have to clear waivers again. Like I think he only has like another couple days or so. I could be wrong about that, but I think it's 10 games or 30 days, and I think it's been close to 30 days he's been up. Like, I think he's got another week tops. Damn, really? And, like, if you send Lauko down, I think he's getting claimed. I hate to say it, because, like, because, like, like, because, like, if you're rolling... Contract's too good, dude. I know, and it's, like, that's a thing, too. Like, do you send Steen down early and just go through the growing pains of Brown so that you don't lose... Steen, but then on the flip side of that, if he doesn't play 49 games this year, he becomes a free agency. And do you lose, like, do, do you trade Steen? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many yeah. options right now because he's proving he's an everyday NHLer. That's what I'm getting down to. It, that's a hard discussion to have. I mean, because, like, I, you, you hitched on to Lauco. Yes, and I don't. And he signed a very team-friendly deal. Sorry to cut you off there. No, no, no. Exactly. Like I think that's one of the main reasons why he gets claimed over Steen. Say you send both down. I think people are putting in. I mean, maybe right now people would put in a waiver claim for Steen uh, because he's been playing some good hockey. Seattle. (laughs) They always claim our players. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I mean, they did just lose Eberle for a little bit, but yeah. I don't know. I think the contract with Lauco is just too good to pass up on. So it makes like, it you, kind of an easy decision to try to pick him up on waivers or put a waiver claim in him. Like, do you jump the gun? Do you jump the gun now and use Steen as a sweetener for a top six? Like, I don't want to give up. This also no. goes into Lysel now. Cause like, I don't like, think I, the value is there just yet. 
I know. Like, I, I mean sweetener as in, like, you're going to probably have to pay a second and, like, a legit player and steam, you know, like, for a top yeah. six guy or a legit prospect. But <clears throat> um, this also goes into, like, like I hate to say this, but like good managing would be like I know people want to keep want him to keep catching steam down and steam steam. I, I know people want to see Lysel keep catching fire down in Providence, but like right now you could easily swap steam and Lysel, give Lysel and out of boy a couple games, and you don't lose steam to the waiver wire. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then you reset that whole process over again, which sucks for Steen because he deserves an attaboy as well because he's been playing so great. It, it, this is where becoming a GM, you know, this is the tough part. Yeah, that's tough because you call players up and they do their job. But unfortunately, because of all the depth and the signings that Sweeney has made in the offseason, like, that's just the nature of the business. You got to, you got to send them down, unfortunately, unless, unless you really like, like their play then i just don't know who else you could trade though like uh that's what i'm saying like Like, i just i I don't want to give up on lysel he's starting to get like you know what i mean he's starting to look like like, the kid we drafted and like he's our last like yeah like i said it to you last podcast he's our last prospect that like is like a blue chip prospect i think and i think you do see lysel up at some point this year too if he is assuming that he stays um, like consistent down there at least. Yeah, he's if got he like eleven points in ten games. Yeah, like he started off slow, I believe, and then he's like, really he's been, been on off fire. Off. Yeah, so it's a, that's a piece I do want to hold on to. Uh, just it's tough to trade away guys like that for rentals, you know. No, but I know what you mean. Brett's away right now, so I am going to continue the conversation. I think I think that's what he wanted me to do. So here we are. You, me, talking hockey. No, I, between Steen and Lauku, like, you could really just flip a coin because I, I like, Steen has been the better player as of lately. I think, I like Lauku's game a little bit more because he's just, he's kind of made better for that fourth role, fourth line role with, excuse me, Lauku, Beecher, and, um, uh, and when Lucic does come back, that's that's a line that's going to create some energy and buzz that's going to be physical. I mean, you see Beecher's speed. You see Lucic's size. Lauku, better fit for that fourth line than Steen is. But, again, it's how do you take Steen out of the lineup right now? It's, it's well, hard. Another thing that we're forgetting, too, is, like, essentially, they, uh, in, in my opinion, I think Heinen's – I think you put Heinen with Beecher and Lucic. And then the Steiner and Lauko are fighting over that thirteenth forward spot. Honestly, Heinen's looked pretty good with uh, Potra and uh, DeBrusque. Yeah. yeah, but where do you put Geeky? Do you put him yeah, on the fourth line oh, after promising him? Holy you know shit. what I mean? Yeah, like all of a sudden we have depth, which is yeah, crazy. I know. <laughs> it, came, it came out of nowhere. I love uh, how you call him Lauku. I dude, I can't fucking pronounce last <laughs> names. Lauk- how do you say it? Lauko. Lauko. Yeah. Lauko. La- I like Lauko. Lauko. I don't know. Got a bit of ring to it for me personally. But yeah, Lucic and Geeky come back. What do you do? I mean, those are contracts that kind of force your hands right there. So uh, unfortunately, I think Lauko will be the, the extra forward, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, or yeah. 
Well, it'll be a battle between him and Heinen because I I just I think they would prefer Lauku up over Steen. Yeah, and see that's why I proposed the Lysel thing because it's like you know Lysel's going back down. So if you swap Steen and Lysel right now, like I know people are probably hating me for even saying this, but like uh, as a business. If you swap Steen and Lysel right now, like you could get yourself out of some turmoil and you know you're sending Lysel down when Geeky comes back. Yeah. Yeah. And and then Lauko's just your 13th forward. Because I, I wouldn't hate that for the meantime till I, like Geeky gets back because it's it, it is kind of well deserved as well. Uh, but it Lysel's gonna be a full time NHLer next year, right? Like you have to imagine so. he's gonna be. Yeah. I, I think next year's the time, and I think they really want to give him one more year in Providence. And right mm-hmm. now, it looks like he belongs up with the big club. But you gotta remember, he's been dealing with injuries like basically ever since he's come over to the AHL, come over to America. Um, I mean, he was even. I think he had. Uh, oh, he got a bad like concussion in juniors, right? In the World Juniors. Yeah. 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 So that's that's a guy who kind of has. He played like eleven months of hockey last year too. It was gonna take him time to get started. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like it was gonna, I, because the World Juniors was in the summer, right? The year before, and then he played the World Juniors again in the in the winter. So it's like, I don't know. That's way far and ahead, but I I I think ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, but I do think that swapping steen and that personally if i was the gm that's what i'd be doing money for money works and you don't lose steen sucks for steen but you know he'll be back up um if there's injuries or whatnot right yeah and if he continues to improve and play better he could be a full-time fourth line nhl or with us next year the only Mm -hmm. thing my only thing with steen though is i just don't I don't know if he's a good fit for the fourth line, but I just don't think he's good enough for the third line. That's where it's just kind of always been awkward with him, right? But it's like you just said, too, like next year, if you have Lauko Beach or Steen, your fourth line, I'm not mad at that at all. No, not at all, because you got speed, you have grit, and then you have a guy who's just, I would say, consistent and solid. Just plays a great. He plays a Steiner plays a good uh, net front game too, and that's what you want to see too. It's you know, especially with fourth liners, you just want to see that net front pre- uh, presence, Jesus, and see what they can do. I mean, he had a great tip that got called back the other night. Uh, had a beautiful goal last night against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. A nice little snipe, courtesy of Connor Clifton. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know, man. There's there's a lot to. Um, Don Sweeney's got a tough job right now when everyone's healthy. Who comes back first, Geeky or or Grizzly? I'm gonna assume Grizzly because you haven't heard an update on Geeky. Okay, I didn't know because like I I wasn't on my phone a lot today, so I I, I didn't, didn't see, see any, those updates. I didn't see anything on. Um, okay, so that's yeah. So that's another thing too. Like you got to think about cap because I guess you could put Geeky on LTIR, but that means he has to stay off. For a certain amount of time it has to be injured for that uh-huh. time right so it's like <clears throat> you might see steen go down even before and patrick brown play some games which fuck yeah i'm trying to see if i see anything this yeah, week state this week steen will get his games in but i think this is like the last week he gets before like i said he needs to be sent down yeah no i i agree there because lauko's back and i just 
I like Steen's game, like I said, but I just think he's the uh, lock who's the better fit for that fourth line right now, especially with how him and Beecher play. They're kind of straight line players, right? They bring that speed. They bring that grit. Um, Dude, on Twitter, that tweet. I'm trying to check the Bruins Twitter right now. And the first thing that pops up or well, I just started paying attention is uh, Connor Clifton screening the goalie and uh, that. (laughs) No, I, I do like his game, though. I think he can improve and. It's just that goal doesn't really happen either, though, without Lauko and uh, Beecher. Oh, yeah. Like, no. I, I thought that fourth line had a great game last night. They did. They play hard, too. Like that, I, I was I was texting with you or messaging with you or maybe the fellas. I can't remember. And I was like, man, Steen, he just like he plays hard in the corners. He, you know, he he it's the, that's the thing with Steen. He plays north south hockey, but he can play east west, which is really nice to see. Um, I'm trying to find where, oh, I saw this one. Yeah. See, like, it's just, I almost have 900 votes. So there's six hours left on this poll. And I'm pretty sure since the poll has opened, it's been Lauko 70% keep to Steen 30% keep. Like it hasn't moved at all. So like it's the, it's unanimous or not unanimous, but it, it, you know what I mean? Like the Bruins community is saying the same thing we are. Like almost 900 people have voted and you're going to keep like that. You know, it it just sucks, man, because Steen is an everyday NHLer. And they both deserve uh, to be up for their foreseeable future till there's a dip in their play, I would say. mm -hmm. But it's it's the nature of the business, the nature of the game. Uh, Going back to Grizzly, that game against the Rangers is when he's first eligible to come off LTIR. I do not see anything, any updates on. Oh, obviously, Lucic, uh, not much to talk about there, but yeah, it's uh, another week, right? He's progressing a little bit slower than anticipated. I think they probably anticipated him back maybe this upcoming weekend week, or early yeah. next week. Uh, he is not there. So we are not sure how long, how much longer it will be. But, um, as far as, yeah, just like looking looking at it right now, I mean, there's no updates on Geeky. Uh, really, the only update is Grizzlick. So it sounds like, um, it sounds like Laura is going to get how many more games with the Bruins? Uh, one, two, three. I got a busy schedule four. next week. Yeah, he's he's going to get at least four more games with the Bruins. So you got to really step up. I think no matter how good he plays in those four games, though, he's just going to be the odd man out. Just uh, sorry, bud. But like, yeah, like he'd have to go on like a fucking Norris rampage, like on both sides of the puck. Because like even last night, I don't think that's enough. No, I. That's what I'm just going to say. Even last night, like he, um, put like. Uh, delivered a couple pizzas right in the slot for Omar. And like I was watching behind the B after the game and there was a moment where Laura was mic'd up. I forget what game it was. And Omar, Omar pulled him over and was like, Hey, don't do that. He was like, yeah. I, I'm go this way or this, like tell me which way to go because like that could be a goal right there. And it's just like, it's good to see the, the players keep these younger guys accountable. I know it's something different from them. Like, um, uh, Carlo was mic'd up in the Leafs game that we went to. And like the whole time he's like joking with Lori. Like he was like, dude, you see you, di- you dipsy dude, those guys there. Like I could never do that in my career, blah, blah, blah. Like, so you're seeing the older veterans on the team take, uh, 
take charge and, and and it is good to see but i just think laura is the odd man out unfortunately uh Which but he's, okay. gonna have, he's gonna have a long career with us i'm not like you know what i mean like, get 20 to 25 minutes with providence improve his game he's learned a lot with this stint uh being called up and we'll definitely i don't want to say definitely but we're more than likely going to see him again later on in the season especially uh, hearing in behind the b monty said the one game that forward's playing on one leg don't know why he's still playing but yeah <laughs> like whatever <laughs> yeah and i i oh shit that reminds me i gotta watch uh last night's behind the b because supposedly that scumbag kachuk uh yeah he said choke artist to coil yeah. and then fucking piece of yeah. shit yeah we got the last laugh in that game. It's so funny, choke artist. What the? F- you guys didn't do anything in the finals. I think like what was it? The Stanley Cup clinching game was like seven to two. Like shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know like, they, they didn't win either. Yeah, it's but uh, yeah, I, it's just gonna fucking trigger me hearing him say that. But oh, yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't know, poor Lori, but it. it He's got to continue to improve his game defensively, though. That's yeah. the, that's the biggest takeaway offensively. He's going to be okay. Uh, that first goal of the game, though, he actually made a great play of last night's game. Yeah, he did. Buffalo, he actually made a great play to keep the puck in and to create a scoring chance like that. So, like, that's what you're that's what you're going to continue to see from him. But defensively, there is made there's major room for improvement. I loved seeing him paired up with Chucky Mack, but I think the better fit right now. It's just crazy, man, you know, and unless you decide and you're impressed with Loride down in uh, Providence and you want to maybe make that next step, uh, you trade Grizz at the trade deadline for a top six forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but get a depth for your low pick. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that, that's that's, really that's cool. to open up cap space and have a 23 man roster. If unless you're doing you, that, unless. You need to- you want to do this? Sorry to cut you off, but no, before no we get this, um, unless you want to do the Sully special and trade yeah. Grizz, Lysel, Merkulov, <laughs> Thomas, a first, Bobby Orr, seven first round picks for the <laughs> for Zadorov in the second round pick. The uh, eight, the eight A's that Burge wanted. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's. I don't know, man. But yeah, it, trade deadline is going to be interesting based mm-hmm. on. I mean, it, it, I think the trade deadline is really going to be based off um, not just where the Bruins are in the standings by any means, but just what you're I don't looking even, at. Right? I, I just, and I was looking yet yesterday at like the UFAs coming up. Like, there's nothing that I'm like, yeah, trade the farm or Grizzly for this guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's. I wouldn't be shocked if the Bruins just go get another depth piece and like a and it's a defensive one. Like I, I don't see them doing much at this trade deadline. I don't know what you can do. No, you're <laughs> like unless you're trading trading JD maybe, but like fuck, I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be really interesting. Yeah, I I just uh yeah I I, I want to stick to my guns right now and just say not a lot happens at the trade deadline, but mm-hmm. who knows? I, I think I think other GMs are hesitant to trade with Don Sweeney just b- based off the fleece jobs he's done mm-hmm. in the past. I mean, if you could somehow finagle a trade like the Taylor Hall trade, which I don't yeah. think any GM will ever come close to doing again. What, what was it? Uh, Taylor Hall for Bjork for- in a second. 
Yeah, like I mean, so what are you gonna and do? And we got Lazar too. Oh, and Lazar too, which was a huge pickup at the time. Yeah. See, and oh. that's my thing too. Like, unless a like you just said, unless a player's gonna force his way to Boston and he's like, I'm only going to Boston, like that's the only way I see us getting like a legit top six guy. And like yeah. even then I don't like Toronto's not trading William Neeland. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just no, I know. it's like I don't think Pittsburgh's gonna trade Jake Gensel. Like your options are pretty oh. pretty thin at that point. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. And um that's why I wouldn't be surprised if they don't end up doing anything or little to nothing. So but I mean we're months away from that. We're too early on in the season. The vibes are high right now. There's a lot. Uh, just right now alone, not even talking about trades, there's, there's some tough decisions to be made within just the Bruins front office right now with the current roster, never mind the trade deadline down the road. Uh, as far as that, I, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add. Um. Yeah, no, no, not, nothing much for me. Like that, I, I the games coming up are going to be interesting. I had them up here. Um, you got Montreal Saturday, Monday Tampa, Wednesday Florida, Detroit Friday, Saturday. I guess you guys will hear from us before the Detroit game. But then you got back to back one p.m. games oh, Friday and Saturday. We'll actually, actually, I didn't even talk to you about it, but uh, assuming it's okay with you, we'll be recording. Wednesday next week again because uh oh yeah that's fine with me Thanksgiving oh yeah 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 I mean I I forgot you guys celebrated t- two days before Christmas easy there, buddy easy <laughs> man. I don't even like Thanksgiving hot take I I might get roasted for this I just I I don't like Thanksgiving yeah it's so funny too because like a lot of <clears throat> our friends and followers are big Christmas people and. Like, I'm a big Christmas person, but see, even right now it's too early for me for Christmas. Like next week I'll start. See, we we have baby. snow on the we've had snow on the ground up here a couple times. So normally after November 11th, like Remembrance Day, Veterans Day for you guys, um, I start like getting geared down for Christmas. So like I don't even think about Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving for us is in October. Yeah, like uh, next Friday, the Friday, Black Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving, I will be getting my Christmas tree, setting that up. Um, but I'll, I'll probably listen to some Christmas tunes before Thanksgiving. I mean, I definitely, I mean, fuck, I wish Nickelback had a uh, Christmas album. Holy shit, would that be electric, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, Wait, I mean, real quick. Would you take, if, if Seattle's not in a playoff position, would you take Jordan Eberle? Depends on the price, yeah. I mean, you can use a right-handed shot, top six winger, 100%, but what do you think that, before we end it, let's, that's actually a good thing to end on, uh, because I don't know, how's Seattle even doing right now? <clears throat> Not great, and okay. he only has $5.5 million contract. I think at trade deadline, we can take on $7 million. I, I could be wrong about that, but it's somewhere in the 5 to $7 million range. But if you could get Seattle, eat half of that. You're looking at two seven five. For a guy who plays top six minutes, you know what I mean. Like that's a, I think a trade the Bruins are looking at. I I could see that. Or like I, uh, a Kevin Kevin LeBanc from fucking um, I, San Jose. Or I don't um, think he's a, do you consider him a top six guy though? I think he's kind no, of. I don't better than geeky, right? 
I yeah, know. I don't. It's so funny we're talking about this. And what if the Bruins go out and get fucking Corey Perry to play in the fourth line with Lucic? <laughs> <laughs> I would honestly love that, though. I would love Corey Perry. There goes Steiner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, sorry. I just, I just, it came up on my phone as we were talking, closing it up. And I was like, Jordan Everly, like, you're going down as like Nylander, Gensel, all these players that are going to be in the playoffs are presumably the first guy I got to that I don't think Seattle's going to make the playoffs this year. Personally, I just think they're going to have a down year. Uh, they yeah. didn't really do much. Um, like, what are they? They're at, they're, they're only five points out of the playoffs. So I guess that's not that crazy. I don't know. Yeah, the West I mean, is fucking wild. Like the last place team and the second wild card team in the East are only four points apart. That's yeah, that's tight, huh? But I mean, geez, I, like I think at times next week, um, with you got some tough matchups and you're gonna see the need. It's kind of crazy after next week we would have already played Detroit three times, but I know you're gonna um I think at times you're going to see the need for a top six guy. I just, I, I uh, trade for a guy like Everly. I don't necessarily know what that would probably take. I don't want to ask Sully what that would take because I'm assuming yeah, that he's probably going to trade uh, one for one. Our tops all. Yeah. No God. He would probably do DeBrusque, Marshan, Zaka and pasta for, uh, because I was just, post- you put Everly with Potra and DeBrusque. Bump Geeky down. Ooh. Tell him. Tell him he's got to ride fourth line for the rest of this year. It's not horrible. Not sure. No, it's not horrible. I don't know how Geeky would take that since he was promised a bigger role. But there's always trade him back to Seattle. Yeah. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I don't but know like Geeky's game for Everly to be honest because he's he's a hell of a player. Um, he's probably he still gonna want to chase a touch. Yeah, I mean, was he 34? Four thirty-five now. Yeah, like I don't know. Just thinking about Everly, JVR, Shattenkirk on our team. <laughs> that, <laughs> that team would be unreal in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Oh god, we'd have a Stanley Cup. We'd have like five oh, Stanley Cups. God. How's Everly even? Oh, Everly's struggling this year too. Yeah, Shit. That's, I know. Oh, so maybe he'll be cheap money. Maybe yeah. He just yeah, he's thirty-three. Steen uh, and a fourth. He'll be 34 at the ooh. I don't hate, I don't hate it. that. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. If that's what it takes, I mean that's a great deal for the Bruins, right? Because maybe yeah. he just needs a new home, but yeah, that'll but- be something Bruins fans should probably keep their eye on because Bruins desperately need a right-handed top six shot. Mm-hmm. And he is a middle six guy, but with the right players, like you put him with a fast Debrusque and Patra. I the think, thing, the thing is, we clearly weird. have our first line, right? Zaka, Marshy, Pasta. Yeah, I don't um, want to. I don't want to see that line or the coil line get split up. Yeah, so that that's the thing. You're not splitting up that coil line. And I do you like know? the brusque Patra and Geeky. It, it looked well, or it looked well. It looked yeah. good on the West Coast. But DeBrusque, Patra, and uh, Everly, like that. Yeah, that's got something to it, baby. That's got something yeah. to it. I I got some blood flowing downstairs right now, so yeah. well, we'll have to uh, keep keep our eye on that. Maybe I mean he's injured right now too. That's the thing as well. So yeah, maybe Hopefully he'll come he get right. Cheap. Yeah, I know. You don't you hate to see a player injured, especially um, a guy like that. He's been a journeyman. Yeah, yeah. yeah Deshaun yeah. Watson should have broke his cock. But, <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, 
But yeah, uh, anything else you want to add? No, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah, I mean, this is basically a two-hour episode, so uh, yeah, sorry about that. Folks. I mean, actually, no, we're not sorry about it because we last last week was a quickie for you folks. I think we. Why did we have to make it? Was it because of me? No, I think there was a game that night. No, or no, no, Loki was coming. My oh, dog. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's my so How's he doing? Good, actually. He's, I th- I thought he was going to be a little menace with the cats, but he's actually doing pretty good. He's adapted well. Oh, you well. cats up in that bitch? Damn. <clears throat> yeah, my mom's got two cats. One of them oh, I rescued from <laughs> Beach Town in Ontario, Grand Bend. I think you're going to say Beaches of Winnipeg. No, Jeez. Beaches of Ontario. Well, that's good, though. That's good that they're vibing. Everyone's vibing, baby. Your mom's yeah. doing okay, obviously. That's that's the number one concern. So mm-hmm. happy to hear that. Happy that Loki's back with you. Um, and happy that the boys are buzzing, man. Yeah, the vibes are positive. Fucking rights, baby. Perfect time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that'll wrap it up for whatever number episode this is. I think it's 59. The Bertuzzi episode. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, 58, 58. Who's 58? Uh, uh, oh, no. I don't know. Ryan Spooner in his rookie year? No, that's probably wrong. I don't know if there's ever. Oh, Euro Vakaninen, I think. Rest in peace. He actually scored his first goal. Uh, no NHL shit. goal the other night. So snaps for that Vakan. trade ended up working out well because uh, he didn't. I I had high hopes for him. I'm not gonna lie because he. You remember yeah. that World Juniors he had? He was mm-hmm. a fucking stud, man. He won gold with fucking Finland. Yeah, dude. He was he was Guess a Canada he, fucking. Scum, remember man. remember when he was signing autographs in the penalty box in the World? Yeah, Juniors? yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I um, <clears throat> I was bummed to have to trade him. Obviously, it made sense. For a guy like Lindholm, I think that was the trade, right? The Lindholm trade. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Still but, don't understand why we paid a second to get rid of John Moore when he was coming off the books that year, and we didn't even use the two point five million. But whatever. That's another <laughs> bone to pick another day, right? <laughs> yeah. Look um, back on that when Sweeney's fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just, <laughs> just add it to the list, right? Yeah. There hasn't but, been many, but when they when they come, they're fucking horrible. Oh god, they're bad, huh? <laughs> they're fucking bad. Yeah, maybe always defensemen too. Someone needs to get them away from D. He's great at signing forwards. Just keep him away from the D. Yeah, I know. No, he's been good. I'm, I'm being a dick. Whatever. Yeah. No, he no, he's been solid. He's obviously made some dumb moves, but we don't have to talk about that. Just yeah, maybe when his time is up in Boston, maybe we'll rip him apart, but who knows? All I have to say is I'm just glad he's not a Shirelli 2.0. Oh, no, I know. Because Ottawa might be getting Shirelli. I, if they don't go with Jason Spezza, I, I don't understand. Yeah. No, I I don't know how you can look at Shirelli and just be like, yeah, that, that's our guy. Yeah. Like you he's look at. going to get in there and he's going to trade Sanderson or something like that. Like you look at, too, like um, Bill Guerin, great GM. Danny Briere turning out to be a great GM. Don Sweeney, great GM. These okay. players know how to construct a roster. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it I, I just think Jason Spetz is a slam dunk for them because then they probably bring in Jason Alfred or Jason Daniel Alfredson as well. Because I know he's been shunned from that organization for a while now. So it'd be nice to see Ottawa turn around, but who the fuck knows? Never yeah, they've, they've they've done themselves no favors this year. Uh, they've had some shit luck. That poor owner 
I shouldn't say that poor owner because I mean he's, he's a still billionaire. Working. Yeah, he's still working <laughs> ass with a hundred. So I mean, times are tough in Ottawa, but not his bank account. So yeah. But yes, they'll wrap it up for episode fifty-eight. Brett, it's been a pleasure talking about the first place Boston Bruins <clears throat> with you. Hell yeah, um, baby! And uh, you guys have been great. We've been only Bruins. I did not nailed it. Oh, <laughs> we'll end on a high note, ladies and gentlemen. We love you guys. Stay cool, Bruins. Go Bruins, dude. Jealousy, tiny, sexy.